hello and Sammy. Sorry. <laughs> Timing. Yeah, hello, it's great. Well... Yeah, I love this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's all staying in. Hello and welcome to Intermediate Studies of Podcast Unoriginality, where every week we watch love and talk about an episode of the greatest TV show of all time, Community. I'm your host, Mike, and today I'm being interrupted by Reese, Sammy, and watching through for the very first time, Jack. Today we'll be talking about home economics, in which Jeff loses his home and car and is forced to move into Arbed's dorm room. Meanwhile, Pierce becomes the keyboardist for Vaughn's band, and Troy has a big date. But why is the jealous Annie trying to help? Oh my god, why? why? Guess, guess we'll find out. Uh, Jack, what, why did you think that a jealous Annie was trying to help? And what about the rest of the <laughs> Flawless execution there. <laughs> <laughs> got away from me that one uh, well i really like this intro style where you end it with a question in a really dramatic oh way. my goodness <laughs> like yeah and, and i make notes for not the question that mike answers well um you are well don't blame me blame jgp3553 at yahoo oh for putting goodness. questions into all of his imdb descriptions on community everyone so. email him Jack. and uh, complain <laughs> formal complaints <laughs> he needs to change all of his imdb stuff right away <laughs> Jack, what did you think? Um, yeah, I, I like the episode. Um, I thought it had some great moments. I, I didn't enjoy it as much as the the last one. Um, I didn't think it was bad by any means, but uh, I just thought the Halloween one was so good. Um, that watching it directly after that one, um, I was just like, oh yeah, it's fine. Uh, what about you, Sammy? Uh, mm, sort of the same sort of uh thinking as jack where we've had so many of them sort of going like almost like a continual uphill streak that this one it's not like it drops the ball it's still a good episode but it's just a good episode it's not especially great for me i'm definitely more invested in like certain bits than others although it does have my favorite community quote out of the entire show in it um Ooh, but interesting we'll... Yeah, we'll I'm foreshadowing for the podcast this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of with you too. I think it's a big step down from last week, but it's still a really good episode. It's, I think I put it around the midpoint of all the ones we've watched so far. Um, yeah, I've got it there. I've got it underneath advanced criminal law, but I've got it above um, the social psychology, the experiment one. So it's sort of. Which are two episodes I really like. So I think it's it's midpoint of the ones we've watched, but it's it's not as good as last week. But it's not bad. Uh, That's the no. thing with this. Like even the what? the not as strong episodes are still good episodes. It's yeah. just everything else is excellent. <laughs> what? what about you, Reese? What did you think? I think that it's the first episode we've watched where um of the three main storylines there are two weak ones and only one that actually holds up as a good storyline. Um I don't enjoy how they handle Vaughn in this. I think that he, for one, he's they they make him very mean, and secondly, he puts all the blame on Britta when we, as we all know, it wasn't Britta. So much of it is it wasn't Jeff yeah, and it wasn't Britta. And uh, I'm not sure that Britta gets enough support in this episode. He, she gets a little bit of a support from Pierce, At the um, end, yeah. But you know, when when they're all singing. Um, Brit, um, Britta, you're a B, which means bitch, obviously. <laughs> you think that maybe I, I know that Jeff's on his own Giving like side mission, either. but I don't I don't know whether Shirley is wasted in this episode being Annie's side character. Whether maybe she would have worked better as a support for Britta in this episode because 
I felt that Britta was very isolated, and I think that I think I don't I don't think that the study group would put up with Vaughn calling her a bitch over and over again. I don't. That's just me. Um, I, I don't like how that... they make Vaughn quite mean in this. Um, I do think you're right that Shirley would have been better in Britta's plotline this, and I think it would have carried on well from last week's episode as well. Mm-hmm. I I do like the Vaughn plotline mainly because I think that getting rid of Britta and Pierce B are Oh, they're great bangers. songs, especially oh, on bangers. the soundtrack where you get the full versions. They're great. I'm yeah. glad that we finally get some Vaughn singing. Neither of them are my favourite Vaughn songs. Uh, my favourite Vaughn song isn't in the show. It's only on the soundtrack. But my fav- my favourite one in the show is coming much later. I do agree, though, that I think there is one very, very weak plot line, and it's the um, Annie and Troy one, and it drags the episode massively down for me because I think that plot line is quite boring and i think with Ugh. some other boring plot lines they are, aren't in it much but this one they go back to a lot and i don't think enough of it is funny enough to justify how far they're going back yep. i don't think the pattern oswald scene is particularly entertaining i think none of the jokes in it land i think there's only one joke in the whole plot line that lands really well and that's um when annie reminds troy of the moment when he was her backpack and troy's response is yeah I'm funny. I'm funny. Yeah. Oh no, no. I do. I do think. I do think the doc, the the nurse. What's his name? Um. Uh. Nurse Jackie. Isn't it? Uh. I. I like the fact that. Uh. When. When he's he's on when Troy goes back to his date, the nurse gives him a load of condoms. <laughs> he gives like a full five pack of condoms to him. I thought that was very funny. Um, this whole like sort of thing with Troy and Annie makes me sort of think about what you guys have been saying in previous episodes. Is that the order of the season seems a bit odd? Like, there's things in this that I thought the characters had, would have gotten over by now. Like the the football yeah. episode, I thought that was going to be like pretty much the end of Annie and Troy, and they're over it. And then it's back to it in this episode. Um, it just feels yeah. the order's wrong. And there's no Troy. But there is no Troy playing football anymore. Like it's basically dropped yeah. from that episode onwards. This, yeah, but... if you'd put the the football episode, and then immediately, oh sorry, sorry, the first Vaughn episode, and then the football episode, and then this episode in a row, I think they would have made a much better sort of three episodes yeah. in a row. Because this feels we're so far away from Troy and Annie at this point, and we're so far away from Britta and Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, it's I... weird, isn't it? This is not me ranting about the character, but I do think she is wasted in Annie's storyline. Like, because all Shirley does in that is be like, "You just got to no. tell him how you feel," and it's like the audience can figure that out for themselves. Yeah, they don't need you to vocalize that. She doesn't need to be there. She doesn't yeah. impact the plot. Yeah. And I know, and the, uh, uh, the writing uh, of this show is smart enough that it doesn't have to tell us every bit of mess that well, doing. It, we and that's all well, in love with Troy. In it's that. We know she's in love with Troy. It's that and the fact that, as you said, I don't think that Troy is emotionally ready in the story for Annie to open up to him. I don't, I, I yeah. still think that, again, I know this, I know we had the Halloween episode with him in our bed briefly, him opening up, but I don't think that Troy is friends enough with Annie yet so that she could open up with him. I, 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 you know, and that that will come. I'm sure that will come, but right now I don't think that's where they are. And I, I'm just so happy when they drop this completely because it, it just doesn't work. I don't, I don't, I, I don't get what Annie sees in him. No, I know, I know that Troy, 
and, and you know Troy becomes a fantastic character, but season one Troy isn't partic- isn't quite Annie's Inde- type. He's not as endearing as he does exactly. go on to be. I think it especially suffers in this episode, knowing what comes later. Um, and it'll be interesting to hear what you think about the Troy and Annie stuff in a second, uh, Jack. But I know that later there's an episode in this season that basically does what this episode does, but way better. Because it's an episode with Vaughn, and it's an episode where they focus on Troy and Annie. And it's the last time they do Troy and Annie in that episode, and the Vaughn stuff is way better. And knowing that that episode comes later, that does so many, so much of the same stuff that this one does, but better, makes it just so that Troy and Annie plotline falls so far right. down for me in this one. It also just... handles, it also handles uh, like Britta and um, Vaughn's the fallout way better as well, and it really, yeah, the, the letter one really humanizes Which Britta. Would have, wouldn't have suffered so much if this wasn't so much later than that other episode. But we've come so far away from it now that it would. It just works better when we go back to it later. There so is... I, I don't know what you think at this point, Jack, about Troy and Annie, because I know we don't like them, but I suppose that's all that's really been set up for you at this point. So what do you think of those two? Yeah, I've, I've got to agree with um, you guys and, and what Reese said about how it's just... She just doesn't... They don't seem like a pair. Um, no. Like, Troy is so vastly different. Even Even if you break them down to their stereotypes, like, they're vastly different characters. And, um, I, you know, people can crush on people because they're physically attracted to them, but I don't think that's... It's... But you know Troy now. Yeah. You, like, have hung out with him for a couple of months at this point. It, yeah, it just doesn't work. Um, and like you said, yeah, I'll, and it's... I'll be happy when they drop it. No, and they haven't had any other plot lines together other than the crushing on each other or her crushing on mm. him at this point. Yeah. And I think that those two are characters who can have such good plot lines that I just want to get whenever I watch this early period of the show, I want to get past it. And it's odd that we're now almost at the midpoint of season one and they're still doing Annie and Troy. I just, it, it's just a, a pairing that bores me when they do it there in this is, way. There is a good, funny, uh, sort of endearing Troy bit at the beginning where he's like, oh, Randy would love that. And he, she gets, oh, I thought you were talking, you know, about me. And he's like, Oh, I can't believe I misled you like that. I'm not gay. It's definitely a girl I'm going to. Randy <laughs> can be a boy's name, boy or, a girl's or a girl. Name. And in this case, it is definitely a girl. I also like... I do like the scene where he pretends to be a backpack because I think that's very, very Troy being Classic childish. Troy. And there's yeah. also in the background in that scene, you get to watch Chevy Chase because Donald Glover was improvising a lot on the show, and a lot of them were. I think Chevy Chase struggled with the improvising. You get to see in the background of the backpack scene, Chevy Chase deciding to do an improvised bit and then immediately changing his mind because he stood behind Shirley and he raises his arms to do the backpack and then shakes his head and puts them back down. And it, you can look at it as Pierce changing his mind, but it's very clear that that's it's Chevy, Chevy Chase. Chase oh, I'm going to do the backpack bit and then go. And, no. Oh, actually, no, I'm not. <laughs> should, we, should we move on to one of the... To the one of the other storylines um yeah i i want to yeah. talk about the songs just because okay. i think <laughs> it's so good i, I want to save so i want to i want to well i want to save arbid and jeff at the end just because i think that 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 has like a, we could that has spend legs. like 20 <laughs> minutes is. speaking about that i just want to get through the songs first because right, i think that um um pierce you're a b is the better of the two however they're both corkers. yeah they are great i think i love the rap part of pierce you're a b and i think that's um 
Jack Slade is, I think, his name, yeah. the rapper there, and he does a few raps for Community because he well, does he Nightcap as the, well. Which um, he do, he does when we hear Nightcap, well, he? yeah, he mm. does. Um, so that's great. Is... But I just love his rap there, which is um, oh, I was singing it earlier. The wrinkled uh, and old, you look like a fart. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> poopo in my pants and poopo in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like mm. it's so. It just feels like the lyrics you would expect the Vaughn that we've known at this point to write. Yeah. Uh, so I like that. the same um, for the end tag it's the same for pierce like the level that he sort of stoops to and yeah. it's the level that you later see that vaughn is sort of like okay i can respect you coming back at me like this like that's what yeah yes yeah. it's a shame that we don't and get more yeah, of that I sort think, of rivalry i do think a pierce vaughn rivalry would have been fun yeah because you do have like the epitome of youth current sort of like hippie laid back to i was a busy working man professional you know, I've got a sort of a youth versus age would have been really fun, but they and they set it up. They're like, oh, this isn't over. They never do it again. So it's like, no. yes, it is. It is over. <laughs> yeah, is and over. I, I do think that I'm more accepting of this, uh, the second song, simply because I mean, Pierce kind of does it. Pierce is a B, and then Pierce starts loving it. And I think that's a great like end to the episode when they're all singing along i just think it works so much me. better that song's about me i'm pierce <laughs> yeah, yeah. totally into it well yeah. he's just happy to fits. be part of it isn't it he's happy to I be included in any way mm. i think it fits with the last episode well though and it's something that would have gone better before because it's like you were saying reese with how pierce hasn't lived many lifetimes yet if this episode had gone before then you would have had pierce having gone to college joined a band and got kicked out of a band so, which is which would have worked way better before the last episode but i think it's really great it's another thing of oh look it's pierce trying to be young again by yeah. joining a band and getting kicked out after one song yeah but it's sort of really sweet if you'd like take a step back and you're like it's the him just wanting to have a family again so even though he's out of the band he still tries to be included by drawing attention to the fact that the song is about the song's him. about like, him it's important it shows he has the connection with these people and it's sort of if you zoom out a little bit it's kind of really sad that i feel like a lot of pity for him in this moment i know it's like a happy moment in the episode but when i've stopped and thought yeah. about it i'm sort of like oh pierce yeah oh i i think the name of the band is one that's a really good example as well what of the community the setting up a line earlier and then paying it off later because it's some worries yeah. Um, oh, and yeah. it goes back to episode four when Badger from Breaking Bad kicked the hacky sack to Vaughn and, and Vaughn dropped, dropped it. No worries, man. And then Vaughn went, No, some man, worries. some worries. And it just blew their mind. They were like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, what? Whoa. And it's a great band name, too. So, yeah. Um, but they've, they've got a song on the soundtrack called Some Worries by yeah. that band. And I don't get why it's not in any of the episodes because it's, it's a great song. Well, if it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. Um... Yeah, no, no, true, I'm, but... Again, that's that's probably the best part for me about season one is that they're the only soundtrack or music that's on um, like Apple Store or Am- or Amazon Music or anything because the others, like the other songs, usually on YouTube they're taken from the episode whereas they're not actually part of a soundtrack. Um, yeah, yeah, it was this one. And does. so why why I think why like stuff stuff like the incidental music. Um, in these early seasons resonates quite heavily for me and I remember it a lot more than the later seasons because I re-listened to it over and over again 
And yeah, these two songs, the, I mean, these two songs, I I stick them on washing up because they're they're short and they're funny, and I I lo- I think they're hilarious. And I think what's the name? Eric Charles Olson is. It's a shame that uh, how how little we see of him in the future. I think uh, again yeah, another 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 sim- another sim- left. another symptom of uh, sorry, another like casualty of the show finally like changing they had to get rid of the wacko boyfriend eventually well, I was I gonna, guess. yeah I was gonna well it's because ask... at this point the show has built up massively this side cast of characters down-to-earth characters to populate the school we've got slater and we got whitman we got vaughn and i don't i think those three characters would have fit where the show went later which i think is why we switch more to getting more for starburns and garrett and characters like that because they fit the later show better at mm. this point I was going to say to Jack's credit, um, like it's it's impossible to predict who's going to stick around because they set up something, they set up a bunch of stuff, and they kind of. This is partly because of what the show goes on to be, but they only follow through on about half of it. So like Whitman could have been Duncan, you know, and Duncan could have just been like a a one time mate of Jeff's who yeah. got him in, and then you never see him again. So like it is, uh, it is unfortunate that some of these great characters don't get more to do um and it, i think it's well, really hard for jack f- to be like oh so Vaughn came back in this episode so he's clearly gonna like keep coming back because at this point i think he's been as in as many episodes like properly as the dean has or as yeah duncan has but we talk about duncan like he's a main character and we don't talk about Vaughn, even though at this point yeah. they kind of I... have the same screen time so I do agree that some of those characters are victims, but not quite in the way that you mean, and not in a way that I can get into for another five seasons when we solve the mystery of what happened to Professor Slater. Oh God, is there like a uh, serial killer on campus or something? Um, we'll get to it. Don't worry, we'll get to it. <laughs> oh, okay. Should we? All right. Should we move on to to A Star plotline? Yeah. This. Yeah. The incredible Jeff and Arbed stuff. Jeff and Arbed in the bedroom. <laughs> I am. Um, I'm quite jealous that Jeff can still look that good living out of his car. Like at the start, they're talking about how much of a mess he is, but like, yeah, he, <laughs> like when he's got half his face shaved, and next month, so will Gwen Stefani. Yeah, that plot line has two good, uh, really good bits for me. One, it's um, Pavel's debut. Oh, not debut. Yes. Oh, it's not his debut. Uh, sorry, he. Is it is his it debut? Is his debut. Is yeah, it is. Mad yeah, sleepy, bro. Mad sleep. No, that, that that's in a later episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... I know. I know. Ah, getting get into the beat. <laughs> he has the tune like completely wrong, but he's yeah. just having such a great time. And, and again, he's doing it right in front of Britta as well. He's <laughs> like he's, he's not the most. When I think of Community, he's not the most memorable side character. But every time he's Whenever in an episode, I remember how great he is because because yeah. you can't he... really keep him after the dorm goes away. No. But also because so tied to the dorm, but he's great. He has a special connection with Arbed simply because he can speak Polish. Um, yeah, which is something that no other character can do. Them so I, they're kind of perfect roommates because they get along with everything. He's cle- he clearly loves like wacky TV and stuff. Uh, I I really just, enjoyed some of the. He's clearly just a guy who loves having a laugh. I really yeah. liked um, all the posters in Arbed's bedroom. My favorite one was the uh, Short Circuit Two poster. I thought that was yeah. that was a pretty cool one just because it's a. Uh, it's a really weird, like film that, like your dad has seen probably, but I I can't it imagine. It feels quite weird 
at this point though having all those posters in his room be real films because I'm so used to seeing like his later dorm and his and his apartment later with, with oh, yeah, fictional with kick puncher and Inspector Space Time and and seeing sort of real posters like Short Circuit Two mm. feels quite odd at this point. Can't wait for Jack's reaction to Inspector Space Time. <laughs> I'm so confused. Um, <laughs> it, it's... I was um, I was um, quite upset to hear um, that there's going back to the the Pierce and Vaughn stuff that that's not going to go anywhere. Um, because, uh, like you guys say, it was like a good setup, um, and yeah, that's a shame. Well, it's sort of like with Pavel, um, you know, if we hadn't said already that he's not, he, you know, he only crops up like a couple of times, you would probably be watching this, having watched the rest of it, and going, oh, okay, Slater and Pavel, they're all going to come back because I know that you know Duncan's shown up a few times and Vaughn's shown up a few times and the Dean, so they're clearly setting up all these recurring characters. And I think it's sort of, un- no, it's not unfair of the show because it's sort of, it does mislead you a little bit with some of these characters. Um, but I don't think it could be helped. And I'm glad we got what we got because the show is excellent. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I think that that's a really important Jeff plotline as well. And I know at this point, every episode is a really important Jeff plotline. But I think it's a good, I don't know if how other people see him, because this is Pierce and, uh, not Pierce, sorry, uh, Abed and Britta now looking at Jeff and seeing, oh, oh no, he's, he's much better off being the shallow douchebag. <laughs> well, I think um, whilst it is a really good Jeff plotline, and obviously that's like the thing that they shine the light on, um, I think it's a really understated Abed episode as well he's really wise in that before Britta realizes it and gives her speech to Jeff Arbed is like I love living with Jeff you know we're best friends now we do everything together I have everything I want but it's not good for him yeah yes he's he's socially socially he's not quite there yet where he's like you've got to seduce him out of it um but he is really wise in this episode and probably the wisest out of all of them as we sort of, you see in different episodes at different points in the show. He has this great understanding of who they all are and what they actually need. Yeah, and, and... he's clearly growing as a character and learning that more. It's like he says a lot, he's a student of character, so he's learning these people as characters. So early on he thinks he can manipulate them because at that point they're just shadow characters are there for that. But now he's learning that sometimes, yeah, yeah you friends. do have to warn Jeff, Jeff to not be a jerk at a and Halloween party. Sometimes you do have to sacrifice your happiness of living with him for Jeff's happiness. I like the fact that the shows that they're watching together, I'm guessing that Arbed see them for the first time, but Jeff has probably watched them growing up. So maybe, I don't know, we, we, didn't, we don't get to see it on screen, but maybe the, the time they spent speaking about these TV shows or whatever, that that maybe indicates to Arbed, okay, this isn't the Jeff I want to interact with. Because let's be honest, I mean, Arbed knows that the study group needs Jeff. Otherwise, yeah. without Jeff, it falls apart. So, although he's sacrificing his friendship with Jeff. And, you know, I, I, I'd say that because Jeff and Arbed are pretty much polar opposites, uh, that they always have a lot of conflict between each other. Not like dramatic conflict, but, well, when, odds, something, but when, something co- when something comes up, they're, they're hardly in the same bracket. But yeah, and, but I and really I'm, well. I'm guessing that I'm guessing that that's because 
Abed chooses who he plays up to and who he um, how to he chooses how he interacts with each person very specifically. And I think from now on to be the weird guy, um, to be like the weird nerd, um, self-referential is there so that he keeps Jeff and the others grounded. So I know that I know that they eventually find it very difficult at times. There are there are episodes where Arbed is a strain on the group, but I think a lot of what his interactions with Jeff in the future are purposely there to keep Jeff around. Um, I also think it's a really heartwarming moment at the end when Jeff realizes how good a person Arbed is. Yeah, because um, he's realized that this whole this whole episode, Arbed was never complaining. He was never asking anything of Jeff. He was just being nice to him because Jeff needed it. And I like when Jeff realizes that at the end. Well, I like that you have, he hugs Arbed and Arbed obviously has his moment with Britta as well. Sort of kind of behind uh, Jeff's back, sort of literally in the sense that, you know, he's hugging him. Um, So he's sort of playing one role for Britta and then they come apart from the hug. And you see his face changes and he like looks at him in his classic Arbed way with like his head tilt. And he's playing like another role for Jeff. But it's not him like manipulating them or being duplicitous. It's just I'm being a good friend to each of these in like different ways. And I like that he has the sort of uh, emotional intelligence to play both of those roles sort of simultaneously for them. Sorry, I just really love our bed in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just, I was just sitting here just thinking like, this is the point now where I was, because I know early on we were saying sort of, yeah, these characters are, aren't great people, but I just look at them now and think, oh, I like these characters so much. Like, this is the point now where I just, I, I'd want to be friends with all of these people because they're just all so likable and relatable. And even Jeff this episode lets his sort of, well, obviously he lets his guard down. It's the point of the whole episode. But it's one of those rare moments in this show, which I think you do get occasionally. I think they always shine through quite massively for me, where you realise that Jeff is on the surface. He acts really cool and pretentious and artsy, but he's he's actually a massive nerd, as Arbed says at the end. Mm -hmm. He owns limited edition Spider-Man comics and he likes and he has a knowledge of cartoons. He's like, like, yeah, yeah, Jeff. Think how much happier nerd. that fa- the Jeffersons were than that family on Good Times. And he's just like, yeah, but yeah. they had good times. <laughs> yeah. And Jeff's I love how, like, foreign that when concept calls is. Him a nerd, he says, thank you. So even yeah, Jeff at this point compliment. is learning, like, yeah, like, that's mm, not a bad Jeff, thing. Jeff also gets my favorite moment, but also because it's my favorite quote in the entire show where. Uh, he sat outside with Britta. She's like, you need to move on with your life. He's like, smoosh, 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 smoosh. My number one quote in the entire show, the delivery, the line, the, like, the juvenile nature of it, but the sincerity <laughs> of the tone. Oh, it's just perfect, man. I just I... love that quote so much. <laughs> and I think that you've, since hearing that quote, done the same thing as me, Sammy, where if you can't think of a response to something now, oh, yeah. you would just say back what's oh, yeah. said, but with the schmas instead. Oh, all the time. It's I, just after such, I watched it's very this easy episode for the first time, I went for like a week and people were just asking me like simple questions. They're like, oh, do you want to go get a coffee or something? I'd be like, and they were just like, Sam, you got to stop, mate. My favourite line of the episode was, it was pretty early on. He goes, Britta, you're toxic. You're the exact opposite of an antioxidant. I just... <laughs> love it oh, born. Uh, would you, Jeff, uh, would you put Pierce that line as your um, 
your standout no, definitely in the episode not. Reese, or is there another definitely episode not. you'd have over it? Definitely what, what would not. you have? No, my my standout has already been said. It's uh you're pretty cool, Arbed. You're a huge nerd. Hug. I think that's a that's a beautiful little yeah. moment and um yeah, grounds Jeff for the rest of the show for me. Easily. Yeah. I I just I think just Jeff and it's as I was saying last episode, I think Jeff and Arbed are such an amazing combo because they're so different. Um, and yet, but they're so, but they've got so much in common at the same time. Yeah, and they're they're just what like they've got just the perfect dynamic for two characters spent together. I think there's two episodes we get later on that have a lot of Jeff and Arbed together that I think are both quite underrated episodes. But I love them because of how yeah. much Jeff and Arbed we get. There's one. Um, the there's one. I mean, no, there's no. There's okay. there's one very specific scene from season six that I thought of when they hugged. And yeah, I think yeah, you know what it is. Same. And it's um, um, it will be with when the frisbees and to yeah. the very final. Um, oh, it wasn't the frisbees. I was thinking it was. Oh. A, it was one involving a hug, uh, in season six, which oh. I think is a beautiful moment. But we'll get there in yeah, yeah. hundred episodes um, time. What what I like things that what 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 I like about this as well is that. For a long time, um, the group have been depend. We saw in the last episode that the group are dependent on Jeff, and this episode show that shows that Jeff is just dependent on them as as yeah. as they are here. Because you know, Brit is the one that convinces him to get the smaller condo. Um, Arbe's the one that, that um, you know takes him in and gives him all this great life advice. Um, and yeah, you know, this this is a really like I. Again, another another episode where I start this going, I start this I start this episode thinking, oh, this isn't a great episode. But the more I speak about it, the more it really I resonates as a really only, important episode. That's only All because we've been speaking about the Jeff and Albert stuff for so long. Yeah. Whereas it feels so shame. far away now from the Troy and Annie stuff that oh. I, for a minute, well, I, I thought to myself a minute ago, what was Troy doing in this episode? Because that stuff is just <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I don't like I just. That. So I just take that as I just ignore it happens in my mind. I just blanket when I when I think I just blanket because there's so many things in season one and two where you look back and go, oh my god, that happened, and I just I just I I've just blanked them from my memory now. I don't know why. I just maybe I just don't want to think about them. Um, yeah, I feel like the the Arbed Jeff stuff in this is like A or S tier community stuff, especially for early seasons. But the rest of it is so C tier that. Whilst I I could watch the the Jeff stuff all day, I, I don't care about Troy's date with a girl I've never seen before. Yeah, usually and never see again and doesn't have a single because, line because I forced Literally myself. Stands there and stares Cause, at Annie because I needed to watch it for this episode. I watched the entire episode, but this is an episode where because I've got a remote next to me and I'm watching it on Netflix, I can just skip over some scenes. I just I do the same with The Office. Like if there are bits I just can't watch because they're either too cringy or. They're just not funny. I just you just literally just like press two clicks and you can skip the entire scene. I didn't. That's what I usually do with a lot of season one. Mike, did we? I just think it's a shame that it's so weak that it it drags down two plot lines that I still really like. It is it is a big shame, but I, I still put this episode quite highly just because that did... Jeff and Arbor stuff is so good. So Mike, did this conversation help you answer your question? Why is a jealous Annie trying to help? No, it didn't. Because I don't get it. Because it's poorly written. So, <laughs> no, it didn't answer it. Maybe, what was his name? Mr. Yahoo.com guy needs to 
rephrase his question and think of something <laughs> it, else. It, why is why if, isn't Jeff trying to smoosh mosh 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 question. If uh, next week you don't start with a question, I refuse to say anything for the rest of the podcast. You've got to have that dramatic cool. question every week now. Well, speaking of dramatic questions, um, Jack, why was it jealous? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was your stand-up moment for this one, Jack? It's funny, for like the heart- last 20 minutes whilst you've all been talking about Jeff and um, uh, Abed, oh, I've just had my, head, my hand, uh, head in my hands because I thought all of that was really boring. <laughs> Oh, oh no. no! Oh no! I I disagreed with all, almost everything you said. Um, uh, yeah, it I, sounds like you need to I, smooch on smooch I didn't like five. I didn't like the Annie and <laughs> I didn't like any of the Annie and Jack Troy stuff. To smooch, 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 and I didn't like any of the um, Abed, Abed and um, Jeff stuff. I I thought the only reason I thought the I enjoyed the episode at all was because of all the band stuff. And I do like the band stuff. In this, to be fair, and Britta. Um, so my my favorite moment is the end card uh, where they're doing the rap, um, the diss track. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I I just I didn't really east side west side north side south. It's not that I didn't enjoy the the <laughs> this, rap is, this rap is by Pierce. Vaughn is dumb. <laughs> well played, Pierce. Well played. <laughs> yeah, I just I didn't find like I didn't dislike it. I just found it forgettable. Um, and I don't know if it's because I don't have the same connection to these characters as you guys yet. Um, but, but yeah, I just well, that's I it was, one it of the reasons why it's, it's fun to talk to you about it because obviously we're watching this with like the foresight of knowing where it goes, the connections that are built, the the things that are explored. So when we go, oh look, this is the start of uh, you know trying our beds friendship or Jeff, you know, becoming a really good friend, we know where it's going so we can sort of like pick up on stuff so it'll be interesting if you ever rewatch the show to see if you like this stuff more knowing yeah where they end up and you and, might not you, you might not like you will rewatch fine. it you will rewatch the show even if it's just again. even if it's just episodes um here and there you've got 20 minutes before you've got to go to work or something like just watch an episode yeah well i there's a, there, you, I've heard you like guys mention other episodes uh, in passing and stuff, so I know it gets very good and a bit wacky later on. Um, I've heard a lot about this uh, Dungeons Jack, and Dragons episode, which uh, Jack, you have no idea. Good. The Dungeons and Dragons one is one of the more understated ones. Yeah, it's like one of the, it's uh, the more low key ones out of the crazy doesn't, ones. Doesn't even exist. Not it has Netflix. a very important theme in it. It does have a very important theme, and I, I can't wait to talk about that episode. Cause I'm Mike, to go what was your standout moment? <laughs> Um, I, I don't think anybody ever asked you. Episode. No, no one asked me. I usually just have to say it myself. Michael always asks. Lo- lonely life. I, um, I have picked a scene that none of you would have guessed I picked. None of you might have even remembered it existed. Um, and it's going to be really hard to justify why I picked it over other scenes in this episode, such as the songs or Shmish Mosh, Shmish Mosh, Mosh, But it's just a scene that really resonated with me. And it is Jeff and Arbed sitting on the sofa in their comfy clothes, eating cereal and watching cartoons. Because there are some things I very much love. And Sammy knows this about me. I love cereal. He does love cereal. I love lots of cereals. Uh, I believe the one they're eating in that scene is Lucky Charms, which I think Sammy hates. But I I, I love Lucky Charms. Uh, (laughs) I love Lucky Charms. It's just Cheerios with blocks of sugar (laughs) in it. Um, It, It's the marshmallows that really threw me off. It's sort of like, Um, I don't... 
want marshmallows in my Cheerios. <laughs> I don't know why they call them marshmallows because they're not. They're just blocks of coloured sugar. But that is one of the scenes that I look at and I think, oh, these characters are sat on their sofa watching cartoons and eating they're cereal. Just like me. And I want to. I want to be sat with them. That's what I'm doing right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is this this the first end tag that didn't have Troy and Arbid in it? Yeah. Oh, Um, Yeah, it is. To be fair, they do have such unbelievable chemistry. They deserve to be in most of them. (laughs) Uh, Well, most of them they shot after the season. Yeah. When they already realised that Troy and Arbid were where the show was going. So... Oh, I'm so excited for Jack to watch two of the later ones in the what series. Is, what is next, anyway? Debate the 109. Uh, eh. Oh, oh. Environmental science. Yes. Oh, yes. We like environment. Oh, oh Mike, we got a... Oh, I'm the other way around. Uh, but but I guess we'll get there next week. So yeah. I guess all that's left to say from me is goodbye. And from Sammy. Goodbye. And from Reese. Real sleepy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, and I guess here we go. Jack. <laughs> Your big moment. Jack says goodbye. It's time that we fly. This song is brutally offensive to community. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Excellent. That's, uh, I guess that's your <laughs> And uh, that's my official apology to everyone uh, listening to this podcast. Now, no, we're going to bleep, bleep out your apology then, so you get all the hate. Now do it, but it's uh, Pavel misunderstanding the entire tune of your song. Uh... Jack said goodbye, <laughs> in time fly, wrong brutality, offensive, um, reality. All right, Jack, you don't get to say goodbye next week. <laughs> I'll say bye for you, okay? <laughs> <laughs>